Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, IDP Army. Ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. What is up, IDP Army fam? It's your man, Jordan Reigns. Back again, y'all. The season is coming quickly. We are going to do some rankings updates. So today on the show, I'm going to give y'all my updated uh, 2021 fantasy football uh, IDP rankings for defensive backs. So let's get to it. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome in, y'all. Good to be back with you talking some IDP rankings tonight. Um, Before we jump into that, I am going to go over a little bit of the news and stuff. Uh, We did have some big things happen. Uh, One, not the least of which was Jameis Winston looked really, really good. Um, Whenever you're listening to this, it was Monday night when he played. Um, He looked good. And people are like, oh, you know, look, I mean, it's almost people. uh, It's funny to me that people don't like didn't expect him to look good. I'm like, he looked exactly like he's always looked. I mean, he's airing it out. I mean, does he turned Brashad Perriman into a superstar for a couple of weeks. Like, Jameis Winston is that dude, um, and he looked like it. So I think he's going to ball out for them this year. And it was only highlighted by how kind of goofy Taysom Hill was out there, you know, immediately scrambling, just not looking like a good pocket passer, which has always kind of been the question. We know Jameis can pass, and we know the NFL is a passing league first. So I think he pretty much secured that job. Uh, Travis Etienne injured his foot in this game. He's done for the season, it looks like. They put him on IR. He had surgery. Maybe he'll come back at the end of the year. It, at this point, it doesn't matter. Um, he was barely getting any work in that game. Um, James Robinson is going to be the guy again, coming off 1,400 yards as a, an unrestricted or undrafted free agent. Um, you know, this team wants to run a lot of plays, and they want to have an effective running game. And it looks like James Robinson's going to be that guy again. So, you know, hopefully ETN comes back. Hopefully you have been buying into James Robinson um, because he's been dirt cheap and you know he can do it. So, I mean, even as a young young player, even if he was going to have trouble with ETN this year or next year, I mean, he's got so much green grass in front of him as as far as how long he can play in the NFL, who he can play with, et cetera, et cetera. And here we go. Just He has another opportunity to be an RB1. It's kind of interesting to me that people – we're having trouble putting him up there. You know, I saw Andy Holloway tweeted. He's like, I moved uh, I moved him up to James Robinson up to RB21. I'm like, wasn't he just RB like five or six or something like that? Um, that was with like almost no touchdowns. Um, so I, I think, you know, we had Leonard Fournette be a top 10 back again. So it seems like if you can get James Robinson right now in drafts as like RB20, RB15, you should be smashing that. And honestly, you should really consider him as a top 12 running back, um, in my opinion. So there you go. All right, we got some questions in for the IDP crowd. So I guess I should go ahead and get to it. Um, is there any really big IDP news I need to go over? Not Nothing really crazy has broken over the last day or two. So I'm just going to go ahead and pull up the old rankings. Let's see if I can do this. Um, and if you guys have any guys, gals have any questions, you know, put those in the chat. I'll try to answer some of those at the end. I have some other questions from other people. Um, 
Oh, before I actually start start doing the rankings, I do want to say, um, please go, you know, like, review, thumbs up, whatever. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. That's the number one thing we want you to do. Uh, we super appreciate that. But uh, in season, we're putting. I've been kind of putting together the schedule of how the year is going to go. Uh, every Sunday morning, as the last two years, we will be here uh, with a live stream doing starts and sits, both sides of the ball, anything goes. Um, so we have a lot of fun with that. We usually have a pretty good crowd in here. I'll have some other analyst type people sitting in with us occasionally, but it'll mostly just be you know the IDP Army crew helping you all out. Uh, that'll be every Sunday. That'll be on YouTube. That'll be on Twitter. That'll be on uh, Twitch. That'll be everywhere we can stream to, basically. Um, on Saturday nights, I'm not sure if I'm going to do it every Saturday or every other Saturday, but I'm going to do a patrons only, Patreons only stream. All right. So if you guys join the Patreon and if you that's going to only be the uh, the top two tiers, um, the Black Ops tier, the G unit tier, Gorilla unit tier, um, you'll get a, a live stream. And I, I might actually extend that to everybody. I'm not sure how that's going to go, but I wanted to add something just for the patrons where I, they know their questions are going to get answered for everybody that's over there supporting us, which we super appreciate. Um, We'll do our usual Monday show, which we've done the last two years, kind of a recap show. But instead of doing that in the morning, we're going to be doing that. I'm going to record that in the evenings uh, just because of schedule and stuff, guys, uh, guys and gals. So be doing that on Sunday evenings and try to drop that Sunday night, Tuesday. Do an early waiver thing, you know, kind of review the injuries, how the week went, you know, whatever, whatever. Tuesday, I'm going to work on my rankings and kind of, you know, behind the scenes stuff. Uh, Wednesday, the OP boys are going to drop their show. Um, that I'll be looking forward to the matchups for the upcoming week. They'll talk a little sports betting on there because they like to do that kind of stuff. Um, that'll be a fun show, you guys. They really appreciate the support over there. We're going to try to get them on the YouTube. If you're listening on the podcast form, obviously you've been listening to those guys. Um, if you're on YouTube and you haven't listened to the OP, that's Offensive Points Podcast. That's you know that's basically it's our sister show. Um, we ride for them. We're trying to get them on the YouTube channel. We're working on it. So. Um, keep crying out in the Discord channel for that, and maybe they'll they'll get their asses in gear. Uh, but that'll be every Wednesday, and then they're going to be doing the Dynasty Tailgate, which is going to be Billy's kind of baby. Billy's our college football guy. He's been obsessed with college football since I met him in college. He knows everything about college football. Like, he's just one of those guys. He's just a walking encyclopedia of college football. And then Joe, another one of our buddies, knows a lot about NFL football, not so much about college football. So it's going to be a mashup of those two with – their fantasy experience and their dynasty acuum, and then just kind of filtering through the, the upcoming role of players. I don't want to call it a Debbie show because I mean, Debbie's just scouting for your fantasy leagues, but they're going to, you know, keep you guys abreast of what's up. And that'll be a short show. And that's going to drop on Thursdays, Friday nights, Fridays. I'm going to drop a show. It's going to be kind of short. It'll be YouTube kind of focused. You know, we get graphics and all that good stuff, but then it'll be the pod as well. Um, I don't know if I want to tell you guys the name of that show yet because it's going to be really fun. But just know it's going to be actionable, useful information about the upcoming week um, on a, a hand-to-hand combat level, you know, week in, week out, who are we wanting to play, who are we not want to play, and th- things like that. So that segment, will, I'll tell you a little bit more about that in the future. I want to hold that pretty close. And then, yeah, that's going to be our content schedule for the channel, for the show, for the IDP Army. We'll be dropping stuff on the website as well. Um, but... You know, we can only do so much and we really hit the most people through our socials. So that's what we're going to go hard on uh, this off uh, this season. Um, so all 17, 18 weeks, whatever our season is, we'll be here uh, helping you guys win week in and week out. Win more than you lose. Get to the playoffs. Kick some ass. Um, there can only be one, but we want to get you into the, in the arena. So, all right. Let's actually talk about some fancy football now. So I'm going to try this fancy new thing again. Let's see if it works. Boom. All right. So I got my rankings up here for you guys. These are my current top 12 defensive backs going into the 2012 season. So we have Jamal Adams at number one, Buda Baker at two, Jabril Peppers is three, Jesse Bates coming in at four, Derwin James five, Justin Simmons six, Jordan Poyer seven, Jeremy Chin eight, John Johnson, nine, Tracy Walker, 10, Von Bell, 11, and Xavier McKinney, 12. Some of those names you will probably recognize. Derwin James, uh, for instance, Jabril Peppers, Jamal Adams, Buda Baker. Some you might be a little less familiar with. Um, uh, John Johnson, for instance, or Von Bell, uh, if you're not really a Saints fan or, or haven't been watching the, the Bengals defense closely. But these guys are all uh, top-tier safeties in the NFL, um, and they, they fall into one of two tiers. So I'm going to quickly give you guys a breakdown of how I tier these guys out when I'm doing my rankings. 
Um, and it kind of helps me decide how I want to put them. So, and I look at their historical data and I kind of just project what I think they're going to pull off this upcoming year. Uh, if you're in the ultimate IDP index, you guys will know kind of all this stuff I'm talking about, but for defensive backs to be a DB one, that's my top tier guys. I'm basically looking for one of these two things, but preferably for the top guys, you're going to get both. That's going to be a floor of basically 105 plus tackles. And then that's going to be impact plays of 20. Now, those numbers are up just a tinge from last year because we did have the extra game added to the season. So the guys, I don't actually have my tier tiers uh, done up on the site. I will work on that for you guys I'm, because I have everything tiered out in the index. I'm kind of hesitant to just kind of put free tiered rankings out there again just because, you know, the grind is real. So, uh, But for my top defensive backs, I'm looking at 105 tackles and or 20 impact plays. So when you look at guys like Jamal Adams, when you look at guys like Buda Baker, when you look at guys like Jabril Peppers, what do they have? Um, and let's just go ahead and pull up this information right now on, uh, you know, 83 tackles last year in 12 games for Jamal Adams. So he easily was going to blow past that hundred uh, uh, threshold. But look at the impact plays, 25 impact plays in 12 games in my threshold to be an elite tier one defensive back uh, is 20. So he, in an abbreviated season, blew past those numbers, put up 20.6 points per game in IDP one, two, three scoring last year. And if you just go back and look at Jamal Adams historically, I mean, he it's not like this is his first year just being a dog. I mean, that's what he does. He had 33 impact plays in 2019, 32 in 2018. This guy is just on another level. That's why he got the contract he got. Um, he is a defensive weapon. You know, it's kind of a punchline. It's kind of a joke because, you know, he does have a big personality, this and that. But the things that he does on an NFL field, are not things that every safety can do. Um, the way he can bring pressure, the way he can cover. You know, people say he can't bump and run with some of these tight ends, but he hasn't been asked to do that the way that he has in the past. You go look at some of uh, some of his earlier tape when he came in the league, he, he can hang. Um, but as his coaches have found that he's also great slash excellent at all these other things, I mean, you can get, you know, a, a free safety to cover or pick up the back end or whatever you want to call it. And you're going to use Jamal Adams to, you know, as a weapon, as a guy that you're not going to see coming. So that's why he's going to get blissed a lot. Um, that's why he has, you know, basically crushed the defensive back sack record last year. And he was well on his way to doing it the year before that, too. He are close to it. He had six or seven year before that. So he's consistently being used like this. Uh, Buda Baker, what you get with him is not necessarily the super high impact plays. Uh, 18 last year was his career high, but you get such a high tackle floor with Buda Baker. Uh, he was one of the leading tacklers in the NFL two seasons ago with, um, I think it was like 146 off the top of my head, 147 combined tackles in 2019, 104 solos. Uh, I think he was the only player to break 100 solos in 2019. So he earned all pro nods this last year. He finished, I believe, top 25 in the NFL's top 100. So people are recognizing what he brings to the table. Over 100 tackles is pretty much in the bag. Impact plays, not necessarily always something something he brings to the table, but his tackle floor is so high, and we've seen his ceiling be so high. Um, he's number two for me. Uh, number three, Jabril Peppers. Everybody knows I love Jabril Peppers. I stand for Jabril Peppers. I go on and on about Jabril Peppers. Um, but it's because of the impact plays, you know, people talk about him as if he he can't make plays on the ball, but he does. You know, last year he turned in a career year pretty much across every every measure of, you know, play, uh, tackles, uh, impact plays, uh, uh, pass deflections, tackles for loss, sacks. I mean, he literally just basically all of the all of the, the, the stat records, you know, stat, whatever you want to call them, the, the numbers. He put up the best he's had in his whole career. Um and he was pacing for that the year before. He was pacing the season before to finish as a top five defensive back. For whatever reason, people were still kind of fading him. Uh, he's one of those players where he didn't hit immediately coming out. So I think a lot of people kind of just wanted to fall off of him. But he kind of made him eat crow last year. He was a great defensive back. Um, started the year a little bit slow, but in the heart of the season, I mean, his IDP points per game was 15. But in the heart of the season, he was basically putting up 22 points a week for like five, six weeks straight. Um, so he was kind of a, I don't want to say like a league winner, but he was, he was getting work done. So uh, we'll move on to Derwin James. Now I'm kind of known as a Derwin James hater, but I'm just a realist. Um, you know, he, he hasn't played football in a while. And when he did play football, uh, he made most of his impact plays in coverage. Um, 
there are other safeties that do do what he does. Uh, there are other guys who do get the pass deflections. Justin Simmons comes to mind. Uh, Jesse Bates has been out there high in pass deflections. Um, the thing that really, really turned people on to Derwin James' rookie season was that was a really good year for the Chargers. Um, I think people kind of forget that they made the playoffs that year and like things actually like looked good like on a big scale level. And a lot of that was due to the impact plays that Derwin James was making. But again, a lot of those were, like I said, in the in coverage in the coverage department. And his overall total just wasn't necessarily as high as I think people think. Uh he had what was it four twenty-four. Okay, that's not 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 as low as I I had uh, imagined or, or as I was maybe uh, construing it to be there, but only 105 tackles and 16 starts. So he literally just hit that threshold, but he still comes through. I think he's going to have a, a good bounce back year. Um, you know, he's got the, he can impact play. He does have coverage ability. You know, I, I just like guys that get behind the line of scrimmage. For whatever reason, I prefer a behind the line of scrimmage guy. I prefer guys that play close to the line of scrimmage. Uh, maybe it's just because of the simple fact that, you know, a tackle for loss is a net four points and a pass deflection is a net three. So it just means more to play closer to the line because you can score more. Uh, he really has not had high tackle for loss numbers in his career. He did have three and a half sacks as a rookie, um, which I kind of find kind of shocking. But only four tackles for loss, three tackles for loss last year, only played five games. So he comes in at five for me, though. He, he, he's still going to be he play every snap. Um, and he's, their, their team is going to be in positions for him to make plays. So. I'm going to try to go through this a little bit more quickly. Got Justin Simmons coming in at number six uh, on the Denver Broncos, one of the best safeties in the league. Just consistently high tackle numbers, putting up that 90-95 area every year. Uh, this last year, he really came through with the pass deflections. Um, you know, he didn't have a career high in his totals for impact plays, 18. But the year before, he did have 21. Um yeah, I mean, there's nothing not to like about him. Vic Fangio, anywhere he goes, he has good safeties, and he generally just, like, makes them better. Uh, five interceptions this last year for the guy, Justin Simmons. Um, that was a career-high number and 15.6 points per game. Uh, not bad for a guy who is, you know, quote-unquote a free safety, but he kind of plays box and free safety. Um, you guys know my little spiel, too. I think people overemphasize the importance of playing the box versus playing deep. It doesn't I mean, just if you can score, you can score. You know, you see these free safeties like Justin Simmons, even Derwin James is playing a lot of free safety. Uh, Jesse Bates playing a lot of free safety. Oh, I just I skipped over Jesse Bates there. Um, You know, but these guys still score. These guys still score. You know, the the kind of the the, the demise of the free safety's ability to score is kind of overstated, I feel like. Um, Jesse Bates, I had it for. Don't have any cool graphics on Jesse Bates here, unfortunately. But you guys, if you've been watching the channel, you know I'm a big fan of Jesse Bates. It's his third season in a row with uh, three interceptions and his third season in a row. And he's only been in the league three years uh, with over 100 tackles, with 100 or more tackles. So that's consistency. He plays every game. Um, career year in pass deflections this last year for Jesse Bates as well. Probably one of the more underrated players around the league. But I think people are starting to to notice, you know, and again, it's it's the whole narrative with the safeties where they're just replaceable, yada, yada, yada. I mean, you know, when you look at a good defense, you usually see a good safety. Um, so let's continue here. I got some questions here for some of these guys asking me about Darnell Savage. Man, I'm trying to talk about top 12 defensive backs. Darnell Savage ain't part of that conversation. Um, all right. Jordan Poyer comes in at seven. Jeremy Chin at eight. Uh, you guys know Jordan Poyer from the Bills. Bills Mafia, shout out y'all. We love you over there. Um, my, my, my spiel with him is every year for the past three years, his tackles have gone up, but his impact plays have gone down. So he's kind of just stayed in this area of being a really good safety, but his role is changing. Uh, if you're in the Ultimate IDP Index, which you all should be, go up there, subscribe, get in there. Um, you can look at that information and IDP one two three scoring. You can look at the way he's been scoring, and you can ex- you can kind of see how his chart, his uh, his production profile is changing year over year. Uh, the points are staying solid; they're staying high, but he's just scoring differently as he's aging. Uh, not quite as old as you would think. Um, Jordan Poyer, you know, we, we we live in an ageist world, I guess you would say. Off the top of my head, you know, I'm like, oh, it's Jordan Poyer. He's probably like you know 30, 31. But uh, if you actually look into, um, if you actually look into it, I believe he's only 27. Oh, 29. So he will be 30 this year, but still in his 20s. You know, I'm not in my 20s. I'm a little jealous. I wish I was in my 20s. Um, all right, we got Jeremy Chen at eight, John Johnson at nine. He is going to be the start, one of the starting safeties for the Browns. Tracy Walker at 10. You guys know that I have never been off Tracy Walker. If you go look at the numbers, Tracy Walker on a point for point, snap for snap basis, has been the same guy 
basically since he was the guy two years ago. Um, yeah, he didn't score as much because that's because Matt Patricia was pulling him off every other snap because Matt Patricia was a moron. Um, Tracy Walker was essentially their best defensive player the last couple of years, and one of their better defensive players, and he was barely able to get on the field because Matt Patricia was a genius. So uh, Von Bell, Bengal safety. Uh, again, last view play IDP at all. Or if you don't, what you need to know is that Bengal safeties always score. Um, that's why Xavier McKinney is also on this list because giant safeties always score. Uh, you can go back the last couple of years. There's been multiple safeties on both of these teams that have been very fantasy relevant. Von Bell had a career high in tackles last year. He broke over 100 for, I believe, the first time in his career. Uh, let me double check that here in the index for you all. Had 13 impact plays, which was down from the year before. But, yeah, a career high by a good margin last year, too, in tackles, 114 previous career high was 89 so that's why he's on this list because we know he can score in the linebacker situation there is just kind of eh. so these, these safeties again we have years of production go back and look at sean williams look at jesse bates um von bell has a pretty solid path to being a top 10 producer top 15 top 10 top 15 producer i have him at 11 right now and then xavier mckinney um I'm not going to give you a whole big spiel about him. I was looking at this ranking. It is pretty bullish. I'm not going to disagree with you, but you got to shoot your shot. And Xavier McKinney looks like that dude. Um, his defense is probably going to play plenty of snaps. Uh, I think Logan Logan Ryan is going to move out of the safety role, probably play more slot corner this year. And I think they're going to have uh, Peppers, McKinney, and he on the field. They do prefer to play um, a little bit more of a one linebacker sort of dealio too with Blake Martinez. So I think Xavier McKinney has a good shot to finish really high this season. Uh, if you look at what he was doing last year towards the end of the season when they did bring him in, um, his impact plays, he was making impact plays. He played limited snaps. I think he only had three or four, but he only played three games. So if you get one impact play per game, you play 18 games, and that's 18 impact plays. Um, that might not get you into that absolute top tier, again, where you want 20. But to be a great defensive back, uh, that's my tier two guys. You can still end up being a defensive back one, but these are more high-end DB2, DB1. So you know, you're looking at guys from like 10 to like maybe 18. All you need to do to fall into that quarter category is 16 impact plays. That's just a smidge under one a game. I think Xavier McKinney can pull that off. So. Uh, reading back top 12 for everybody who's listening on the podcast, we had Jamal Adams, Buda Baker, Jabril Peppers, Jesse Bates, Derwin James, Justin Simmons, Jordan Poyer, Jeremy Chin, John Johnson. Man, there's a quite a run of Jays right there. Um, Tracy Walker, Von Bell, and Xavier McKinney. So we are going to run a quick little spiel here for the Ultimate IDP Index. Guys, gals, please join the Ultimate IDP Index. Please support the IDP Army. We want to continue to grow and bring you guys cool stuff um everybody that's in there already shout out to you guys we super appreciate it and i'll be right back in just a second and get you these last uh this uh my, my defensive back twos for 2021 what's good idp army it's jordan reigns and quickly i want to tell you guys today about the big project i've been working on the ultimate idp index the ultimate idp index is the number one resource for idp fantasy football players rookies or veteran for 2021 inside you're going to find contract information tiered idp rankings detailed player production profiles going back to 2017 suggested trade values and a whole lot more including unique write-ups unique videos that will only be available within the ultimate idp index but to me probably the most valuable thing is the fact that the trade value estimation tool is going to be updated weekly so you'll always be aware of what a player is worth in your dynasty league at any given moment so what are you waiting for sign up for the idp army patreon today patreon.com forward slash the idp army join the black ops tier and join the idp army today Oi, oi, we are back. Uh, it was kind of choppy there for a second. I don't know. I'm I'm hardwired into the internet. I don't know why it does that sometimes. But uh, all right, I'm going to try to add these back to the stream. Guys in, guys and gals in the chat, I do see you over here, and I'm going to jump into my uh, next 12 players real quick, and then I'll answer your questions as best I can um, and give you guys some of your sleepers and all that you're asking for. So let me see if I can do this. Okay. So is it playing? Boom. All right. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, so my defensive back twos for the 2021 season. 
Uh, sorry for the little technical difficulties going on here. Why don't you just pause? Why don't you just work? Work. All right, there we go. Uh, number 13 on the year, I have Chuck Clark. 14, Harrison Smith. 15, Landon Collins. 16, Antoine Winfrey Jr. 17, Cameron Curl. Uh, 18, Taylor Rapp. 19, Kari Willis. 20, Kenny Moore. 21, Mika Fitzpatrick. 22, Deshaun Elliott. 23, Marlon Hunt, or Marlon G- Ugh, Malcolm Jenkins and 24, I have Marlon Humphreys. So, um, you know, again, to fall into this defensive back two tier, I'm looking at guys that I'm, I'm projecting to get around 90 plus tackles uh, and or 16 plus impact plays. And again, impact plays are going to be sacks, forced fumbles, interceptions, tackles for loss, fumble recoveries, pass deflections, uh, block kicks, things of that nature. These guys are going to be, you know, they could be played as DB ones um, because of, you know, the variance or the, the flatness of the Nate, the flat nature of, 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 of the IDP to a degree, but um, you're still going to get more upside from the other guys that I mentioned earlier on the show, the top 12. Uh, granted, a lot of these, some of these guys do have a history of finishing as a high end uh, linebacker or defensive back ones. Uh, notably, Harrison Smith, who has finished as a defensive back one multiple times, and Landon Collins. Um, Cameron Curl as well did quite well last year, uh, and Marlon Humphrey. So some of those guys have a, a history of finishing high. They could push their way up into that as the year goes on. Um, we'll kind of just have to see how that goes. So couple guys i want to highlight really quick i want to talk shortly about uh antoine winfield jr so um 94 tackles as a rookie you probably wouldn't know that based on the way some people talk about him you know they talk like oh he's just a free safety again here's this whole free safety narrative you hear about these guys that just can't produce 94 tackles is i mean i'll be who cares what position he plays if you can get 94 tackles 14 impact plays, not bad. And if you watch the Buccaneers play last year, he had multiple other impactful plays that were either uh, uh, negated by, by by flags or penalties or that he just missed. Um, I know of at least two interceptions that he probably should have come down with. And then he got blitzed a little bit more last year than you would realize. He probably should have ended up with more tackles for loss than he did. Playing on a team with as many guys that get behind the line of scrimmage, though, uh, you know, Devin White, Levante David, uh, uh, Jason Pierre, Paul, Shaq Barrett. It's going to be tough. You know, your, your, your competition is stiff to get to the quarterback. Um, those guys have several all pros named there. Uh, so he has work cut out for him. But the 94 tackle floor, that's rock solid. Um, you know, I'm not saying he's going to get better this year, but he could, you know, and you, you could be looking at a guy similar to Buda Baker that can get up there in the tackle department and could uh, year over year trend up in the impact play department as his instincts start to kick in at his position. Uh, so I really am bullish on uh, on Antoine Winfield. I'm also bullish on Cameron Curl. There is a video that I posted months ago on here. You know, I know other guys in the IDP community tried to fade him. Uh, you know, it was really you sounded really you, you thought you sounded smart, you know, in January and February saying, oh, Cameron Curl, he'll be relevant in 2022. Why? I mean, based on what? You know, he was relevant in 2020. Uh, his, you know, at free safety, nonetheless, you know, the game with this whole, oh, well, he's just a free safety, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to hear it. I'm so sick and tired of hearing it. You know, if you, these, whoever's telling you this stuff, just stop listening to them, okay? Because these guys, they, they can score points from the free safety position. Safety's in the NFL right now, too. You see a lot more of movement. You see a lot of guys playing half and half. Harrison Smith playing half strong, half free. Um, you know, um, Justin Simmons playing a lot of strong and free safety. Jesse Bates playing both. Antoine Woodfield playing both. I mean, got, safety position is one of the most uh, um, adaptable sort of, you know, it's kind of like a skeleton key. So, just this rigid sort of conversation around box safety is just I'm, I'm i'm tired of it personally so lots and lot um that's why i got my man minka fitzpatrick up here too and you will notice i'm not scared to put some cornerbacks up here in my top either you know kenny moore has earned that right uh year over year in that in that slot corner role um He's been scoring points, you know. Uh, same thing with Marlon Humphreys as an impact play leader, too, last year. Led the league in forced fumbles. You never hear anyone talk about that. No one ever brings it up. And I'm like, this dude's a corner, and he led the league in forced fumbles. Like, that's not normal, um, but not normal in a good way. Not like in, like, a, that's bad. Like, that's that's some spooky shit. Um you know, and these guys can get up there in the tackle department too. These slot corners can get up, you know, 80, 90. That's close to what safety, that's close to what some of these safeties get. 
Um, so don't be scared to play a, a corner and don't be scared to reach for a decent slot corner either. Also, don't buy these people that tell you to stream corner. That's not the point. The point of fantasy football is not to stream anything. Streaming is always a last resort. It should be what happens when everything else fails. Okay. You don't set yourself up to fail. Th that's my advice. That's my two cents. So draft a good corner and there's plenty of them. Play them every week. You can get them cheap. I just got like Marlon Humphreys and Kenny Moore in like an IDP expert league with some big dogs in the industry, like 25th, 26th round. And we have to play corners because people are so cocky or confident or whatever that they can just stream the position. We're like you can't just stream 80 tackles and like 25 impact plays at the cornerback position. You can't. You can say you can. You can't. So there's my spiel on that. So Malcolm Jenkins, he is basically playing linebacker in uh in this the Saints. He's old as dirt, but I mean, year over year, this guy is just getting getting impact plays. Uh he's basically like a discount, older discount version of a of Jamal Adams the way he rushes the passer too, which is very curious. Uh, you will notice they try to they they get pressure a lot of different places with the Saints. You saw a lot of uh, Zach Bond and Demario Davis just two nights ago, uh, or what day is it? Tuesday last night, uh, rushing the passer from that middle linebacker spot. Uh, just these are these are things you need to know, need to pay attention to the team, the way the team structure, the the position they play. Um, so yeah, I hope this this gives you guys some good information. All right, got some questions over here in the chat. Um. Let's do my best to answer them. Let me get this out of here. All right, what we got here? What we got here? So the real Manziel, this guy sounds like a crackpot. Uh, he says, what's the path for Darnell Savage to get into the top 12 by the season's end? I mean, I guess he would have to get 90-plus uh, tackles. I mean, 95 to 100 tackles, and he'd have to get quite a few impact plays. Uh, you'd have to get about 20. I'm looking at his profile right now on the index. Um, 21 last year. Okay, okay. We're, we're we're scooting up there. We're scooting up there. What kind of tackle numbers are we doing? Oh, 75. See, that's not great. You know, we need to elevate that floor a little bit. So he's going to have to do a little work. Um, the impact plays seem to be there. It looks like a lot of them are in coverage, though. Again, you know my whole little spiel about getting behind the line of scrimmage. But I'm not going to hold it against him for interceptions. We'll have to see what's up with that. Um, next question here, Jordan, good with your top 10. Well, thanks. That's great. Uh, but all my competition can get that from any website. Mm, go to my website. That's where you're going to find my top 10, my guy. Um, what I'm hoping is that you can help me get those strong safeties that isn't on every website. Okay. That's like Javon Holland, Eric Crisco, Andre Cisco is what he means. And then Jay Wilson, Jared Wilson. I've been a big Jared Wilson stand the last couple of years. Um, you know, well, not stand, but I mean, in the start sit show on Sundays, he's always one of those guys that's kind of available as a free safety streamer. Um, I mean, go to the IDP Army website, my dude. Uh, we have rankings all the way down for my IDP people. Um, I mean, I go pretty deep, I think. I think I go close to like 75 or 100. Um, but I mean, in fantasy football, you want the best players. The best players are going to be near the top of your ADP, near the top of your draft, near the top of your rankings. Um, you know, again, we're someone's probably told you that you can, you know, manufacture production on the waiver wire. Uh, those people have a lot of time on their hands if they can be skimming through all that shit. Um, and they didn't draft very good either. So don't trust those people. Uh, draft good safeties, draft good defensive backs. Um, they can be had cheaper than you think. And they're worth it. Don't take the ninth fucking linebacker or ninth fucking defense or wide receiver or whatever. Get you a good starting player uh, at your IDP positions. Uh, who's your sleeper DB rookie? I mean, I guess Holland would be a sleeper, but I mean, I don't really, I mean, sleeper wise, I mean, it's pretty much you just look at the draft capital and kind of take whoever's in the best position. Now, I know this Trevor Morig guy has been doing well, or Trevon Morig or Moig, I don't know how to say his name exactly, has been kind of showing out at camp for the um, Raiders against some interceptions and what have you. Uh, Raiders have a lot of safeties, but I think that it, they have a lot of Jag safety. So if he's popping, he could be out there and kind of snatch up that job and just be that guy. So I would go with him. But again, I don't know how much of a true sleeper you can call him because wasn't he like a second round pick or something like that? So, um, but I, I think he's a good one. Uh, Andre Cisco got that. I love Bates, Simmons, Peppers, and Curl have to drop one to get a kicker. Mm, that sucks, my guy. Um, what kicker are you going to get? And I would not want to drop any of those guys. I would be, I mean, I don't know. That, that's that's really tough. If I had to drop one, 
I mean, I guess you have to drop Curl because there are people out there that believe that he's not going to be useful this year, if that still is a thing. I don't know if it is or not, um, but he might slip through the cracks. I mean, no one's going to let Peppers float around. No one's going to let Bates or Simmons float around. They might let Curl float around in your waiver if you just are, like, playing that scenario, my guy. So any more questions in the chat? I got one more here, and then I got another from the YouTube channel I'm going to uh, uh, bring up from a guy from one of our older videos I want to answer as well. Uh, Hurricane Lane on – what is this? Why do you have the same name on two things? Des drunk. All right, whatever. Hurricane Lane says, what are your thoughts on Chris Barnes in Dynasty? Um, Chris Barnes, the linebacker for the Green Bay Packers, I'm not sure, I guess. I mean, is this, what is this? It'll be a second year. I know he's an efficient tackler. He's an extremely efficient tackler, but they brought Devondre Campbell up there. Devondre Campbell is a good NFL linebacker, just in the general sense of the word. Uh, Chris Barnes was a good IDP linebacker and – you know, produced a lot of tackles, but um, looking in the, the index here, from what I can recall off the top of my head, but I'm going to vet it for you. I don't think he made a lot of impact plays uh, last year. Let me see if I got to turn this filter off first, my, my, my folks. Let me see here. Go away. Um, I got another question here. It looks like in the chat while I look that up. Think of any rookie linebackers that will explode in fantasy potentially to the 10 area Jamin, Zavin, Jock, etc. Um I'm gonna go ahead and just kind of take the easy out. Oh, I'm looking here. Chris Barnes last year impact plays. He only had seven. Not I mean that's bad, but he didn't play a ton of snaps. So you can balance that out by saying he had 80 tackles, you know, in 420 snaps, which is absurd. You can look at it that way. Or you can also look at it as, you know, he wasn't really a big playmaker. Five of those were tackles for loss, though. And again, for the third time on this show, I'm obsessed with behind-the-line scrimmage plays. So, all right, to this question from Frank on the uh, old YouTube, any rookie linebackers will explode? I think it's got to be Micah Parsons. I mean, it's chalky at this point, but I'm there's a broader discussion to be had here. So I've been standing hard for Jalen Smith. That's a, a known thing. Um, I've been saying he's the impact play linebacker. He's the guy you want on this team. He's 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 going to be that guy. No one's going to take that job from him. Uh, it looks like I'm probably going to be wrong based on the way he's been playing, or I have been wrong up to this point. I guess it hasn't actually happened yet, so I can revise my take because it's still that time of year. I have new information, so don't hold it against me, all right? So it looks like Micah Parsons is going to be that guy. He's going to be the number one dude. It looks like Keanu Neal is going to be the other linebacker. I mean, that's just what it is. Dan Quinn, just he's got his guys. These are his guys. These are where he wants to play. He doesn't care that Jalen Smith gets paid a zillion dollars and that he's now number nine. He doesn't care. So what I think is going to happen is those two are going to be the starters. I think Jalen and Leighton Van Der Esch are kind of on the outs. Um, I think if things go south, they're they're in a good spot to come in, but I'm – I'm worried about Jalen Smith. Now, here's the reality. Jalen Smith is a long-term asset. still one of the better linebackers in the NFL, in my opinion. Uh, things just didn't go well for him last year, whatever, whatever. He could end up like a Joe Schobert. Um, he could get sent somewhere else, you know, and he goes to another team. He's probably going to be the de facto one. He'll produce because we've seen him produce. Um, so for me, to answer this question from Frank, it is Micah Parsons. After that, it's Davis and then Zayvon Collins. You got right. Jock, I'm a little less about just because I don't know what kind of role they're going to use him in and because Anthony Walker is a very efficient tackler himself. So that means Jock is going to have to be a proficient uh, impact play guy, and he's going to have to, you know, to, to make up for that because these tackles are, you know, again, Anthony Walker is a good tackler. I mean, that's if there's anything you can say about Anthony Walker, it's the guy can tackle, all right? He can tackle. So, um Hope that answers your question, Frank. Guys, gals, if you're still with me, appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. We want to get to 1,000 by kickoff. Got another question here. Thoughts on safety? Hamsa Nasir Dean. All right, so this is a safety slash linebacker, I believe, on Sleeper right now. Uh, I like him. Uh, so we've had a lot of – this is late in the show to be talking news. We have had some disruption kind of in the IDP world. Carl Lawson – um, and Jared Davis for the Jets have both kind of been hurt. 
There was a player whose name I'm, I'm I apologize, guys. Follow me on Twitter because I will tweet about this. There's a player who has been essentially slotted into that other starting linebacker role to make up for Davis already. I cannot remember his name for the life of me. Um, and then I know that there's a, a he's a converted safety. Uh, as far as this guy, who's also a safety slash linebacker, I think there's room for everybody. Um, honestly, I think that this is a team that's going to. They're at this point, they're just losing guys, so the bodies are going to have to go on the field. It is nice that they have a few guys that are a little more versatile in the center of the field with the safeties and the linebackers that they have, uh, but you don't want to keep losing guys. I know that for sure. Um, so my thoughts on him are I don't have a strong, strong take, but I think he's going to be a player that will come up in season as a potential. Okay, don't don't, don't shoot them out. I mean, streamer, if we got to call him that. I mean, I'm not drafting him um, in redraft right now. I'm not. You know, if he's in Dynasty, he's on my on a taxi squad. He's probably not even wasting a bench spot because I just don't know what's going to happen with him. But that's not to say that he won't be fantasy relevant in season. So I hope that answers your question, my guy, Barry. So if you all have more questions in the chat, please get them to me because I'm having a good time here with you all. Um, so I have. Oh, Gary, my guy, you're the guy who had the other questions on my Twitter that are on on uh, youtube so you asked about damian wilson for the jags uh, i like what i saw from him last night he looked like he was playing ten- with some tenacity um but i'm you know as a as a, a talent observer you know he played with the saint or with the chiefs for a while and he just couldn't get on the field so i don't know if that you know i, I he could be produ- productive by default and we have seen that second linebacker for Jacksonville be very productive over the last three, four, five years. So uh, keep an eye on him. And I'm def- I would think he could be somebody you could stash probably, but I haven't put him in the index as of yet, and I don't have him ranked very high going into the year. But he's definitely somebody to keep an eye on. Uh, you got Nick Bolton and Willie Gay asking about them. Uh, it looks like Nick Bolton, again, they're just kind of doing this whole rookie thing where Willie Gay has been getting most of the, from what I've seen, most of the – preseason snaps which i'm assuming he's going to be the starter to second year in the system they both have the same draft capital for whatever that means um but i think they're going to trust willie gay to kind of be that guy you asked about keanu neal kind of already said what i think about him he's a value right now in most of your leagues i think because he's probably going to hold down a starting role assuming he can stay healthy and yeah dan quinn likes him dan quinn likes to likes to blitz his linebackers too so there's good again for the fourth time there's behind the line scrimmage equity there um, Kirksey in Houston for the Chargers. Apparently, he's been wearing the green dot, so I think that they're going to trust him alongside Zach Cunningham. Uh, now, that being said, not saying he's injury prone, but he is prone to being injured. Uh, so you may see a scenario where old Neville Hewitt, y'all know if you all play IDP, you know Neville Hewitt. That man is a rock star. Um, old Neville Hue, old, old Huey might hit the field. So, oh, so I'll be stashing me some Huey out here. Uh, on the low low so chargers linebackers all right so we got kenneth murray <clears throat> drew tranquil those are the guys they seem to want to run with i did see kazir white playing out there last week or last night or i guess it was last night's game it was over the weekend we've been watching football speaking of which sidebar it's been really awesome that we've all been like on twitter i say we all the twitter fantasy world and whatever i haven't heard any of that like Guys, it's just the preseason. Everybody just needs to calm down. Or I'm not even watching football right now because it doesn't mean anything. Like that shit just isn't around right now. I I love that. About two or three years ago, that was like it was always like that was a thing. Um, I think one or two guys be like, we need to pump the brakes, but people are pretty much just burying that shit, saying no, no, no. Like this stuff, it's all good. All of it is good. There is no such thing as bad football. Um, there is no fo- NFL football not worth watching if you haven't seen it before. So I'm with that. <clears throat> All right, my dude, Gary, you got a bunch of questions in this one comment, so I'm going to keep sliding through them. Chargers linebackers, Drew Tranquil, Kenneth Murray are who you want. Um, I'm a little – I don't know what to think about Kenneth Murray. When I watch him play, he looks slower than I remember him being in college. That's all I'm going to say about him right now. Um, I still think he's got a lot of upside, though. Lions linebacker, rookie Derek Barnes. I don't know. I haven't been paying attention. I honestly do not have a Derek Barnes take for you. My take on that team is that Jamie Collins is year over year being underrated constantly because he's old and because he doesn't get like 120 tackles. But he's one of these linebackers that he's unique in that he can cover and he can blitz. And he's kind of like Devin White. If you just go look at his production profile on the index, you'll see what I mean. Like he just, he does a lot. 
Okay, so maybe he doesn't hit that threshold, those nice, neatly packaged, like, 100 tackle numbers and then, like, you know, whatever else it may be. His, 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 his production profile is a little erratic, and that doesn't sit well with some people with their spreadsheets and their little projection models, you know, because those are scary things. But he scores points all over the field. Uh, he's a big play machine, too. Um, instead of just, like, talking about it, I'm just going to look it up here in the index for you because – I'd be cool like that. So 32 impact plays in 2019. All right. Just to let you know, uh, this year, the off ball linebacker who had the most was 33 and that was Roquan Smith. Devin white had 31. So just two years ago in an abbreviated season, no less, I believe Jamie Collins only played like 14 games two years ago. Um, crap. I always click the wrong link. Let me double check that. Cause this is a fun, this is a fun take. 15 games. In 15 games, he had 32 impact plays. So, yeah, he had 81 tackles, okay? there's There are people out there that will say, Jamie Collins only gets 80 tackles, and they won't tell you anything else he does, okay? Fade those people, all right? Jamie Collins is a beast. Last year, guess what? 101 tackles, still came through with a decent number of impact plays. 18, not great, decent, only played 14 games. Down a little bit, but again, Matt Patricia, was he was on some goofy-ass shit last year. So, all right. Let's see if Barry's got any more. That was the end of Barry's question. Du, 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 du. Campbell covering Brooks. Yeah, I think I think Brooks, Jordan Brooks in in uh in Seattle is going to be really good this year. All right, I'm going to answer a couple more questions from the chat, and then I'm going to dip set. So Vic V Vic Z says Xavier McKinney, Taylor Rapp, Deshaun Elliott, Kyle Duggar, Justin Reed. Jalen Thompson, Arizona. Can you rank these safeties in Dynasty, please? Uh, yeah, I would go Xavier McKinney. I would go – dang, you almost basically got it. I mean, I will go – that's the order I'd probably go in. I might swap Deshaun Elliott and Taylor Rapp, but I like that order you have them in there. Xavier, Rapp, Elliott, Duggar, Justin Reed, and then Jalen Thompson at the very end. Um, so – my question here from Hurricane Lane. Who are some of your favorite rookies that have the DLLB designation on sleeper, i.e. Phillips, Tyrone, uh, and Pay? I really like uh, Aziz Ojulari. Oh, Aziz Ojulari, Ojulari. Sorry, I probably butchered that. But he's with the New York Giants. Um, was one of the best pass rushers in the class. He was one of the few guys. I don't watch college football, but his name came was in my ear months leading up into the draft before I really was paying attention to that stuff. So I know he's good. Um, played Georgia SEC, so he's got chops. Uh, I believe he was a first round pick. He was a first or a second round pick. I think he's gonna be good. So there's one guy for you, kind of a sleeper if that's what you're looking for. Um, then the uh, the Oway kid from uh, uh, from the Ravens. Uh, he's nothing but shining reviews from players. Guys that I trust, like Justin Houston. Shout out to my Chiefs. Shout out to Justin Houston. Uh, dude's a beast. You know, he speaks highly of him. Aziz was pick 51. So what is that? That's second round. Right. Right. Math. Math is, math is hard sometimes. All right. So the other DL that I would look at, like I said, was the guy from Baltimore away. I don't want to say his first name. Sometimes it's J- uh, Odefe, and then sometimes it's Jason. I'm not really sure. So... Um, but Aziz here says it was Aziz was pick 51, so that'd be a second round pick. Tariq Ellis, my dude, how you like this IDP stuff, my guy? Y'all, Tariq be in the comments calling me out, my dude. All right, this is DB Focus, but I've been debating all pro Joe versus Fred Warner as my mid to late LB target thoughts. Great to see you, bro. Yeah, good to see you, my guy. We'll see you here on Sundays. Let's go. Uh, and that's an easy all pro Joe for me. Um, I mean, I think this is want to take. I think Joe Schobert has a chance to be the linebacker one this year. The floor is there with the tackles, the impact plays. He's been an impact player the last three years playing on not super disruptive defenses, guys and gals. I mean, he's been coming down with, let me see here, impact play wise 19 last year, 25 the year before. 13 the year before, 17 the year before that, and 23. And these are on the Browns defense and Jacksonville Jaguars defense, where there's not a lot of disruptive stuff happening, okay? He's doing that. Now you drop him right into the center of the Steelers defense, 
He's going to be a monster this year, straight up and down. I think he has linebacker one, number one overall upside. Um, and I don't think you should wait to draft him, my guy. I think you should. he should be probably your next pick in your draft. Um, I've taken him twice in the last week in the seventh round of redraft. One was a best ball. One was like an industry experts, blah, blah, blah league. 701. 701. I think Joe Schober is worth that. Um, I saw Darius Leonard, James Barr, Devin White went in like, five six round area somewhere like that four maybe um a couple of high-end dls went but i'm not with that you know me i, I punt dl um i love me some joe Schobert. so i love him this year i love the, the the surroundings i love the disruption of that team i think he's got number one linebacker overall upside this year and he's gonna finish as a linebacker one fred warner even on his best years is a fringe linebacker one my guy just remember last year between before week 15 of last season before no before week 16 of last season uh, uh fred warner was like linebacker 34 and then in week 16 championship week he had a big game and then in week 17 when nobody plays fantasy football he had another monster game and that shot his end of season numbers up to linebacker like 13 so never forget fred warner actually shit the bet all last year never forget jordan brooks breakout Des, oh, <laughs> yes, sir. Welcome in, Jordan Brooks breakout season. Let's go. All right, this has been fun. Um, it's been fun chopping it up with the IDP army. Like I said, guys and gals, I'm gonna do a Patreon or a patrons live stream on Saturday nights, probably either every other Saturday or every Saturday. I haven't decided yet how I'm gonna do that. And then some of y'all already know. Every Sunday morning, we are here 11 Eastern for the IDP army. Uh, live stream answering start sick questions chopping it up with y'all checking in with all the the news as it comes in the ins and outs and figuring that stuff out getting our lineup set up on sunday morning you know like i say i mean like i like i say like i do say to myself you know uh fantasy football is a war of attrition you know i mean it's 17 18 17 weeks i mean it's a grind you know it's fun to talk about it's fun to dance around and it's fun to get in arguments and have strong takes all summer long you know, when there's no hard deadlines and when nobody's breathing down your neck and when in three or four days you're going to be either proven right or wrong and people will have record of that. But we're coming up on it. All right. So I'm going to be here all 17, all, all 17 weeks with you guys, giving you the answers that you're looking for, whether they be right or wrong. I'll do my best. That's all I can ever do. I appreciate everyone who rocks with the IDP Army. We love you guys. Um, go leave a five star rating and review. Subscribe to the channel. And I will be back in a day or two with uh, updated linebacker rankings. And then a day or two after that, updated defensive line rankings. You might see a short video here and there in between. You might hear a podcast here and there in between. But until then, IDP Army, let's go. Let the rain hit the sand Build a house on a rock, got a plan Gotta get stocks, keep them bands Hit the clock, tick blades on the fan Used to be mundane on a Monday Now you have fun day on a Sunday Cause you switching it up And you living it up You ain't getting enough